This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. Gonna get their attention. I was a you know a 16 year old, 17 year old in the store, dusting shelves on the floor. And I heard an exchange between a manager and a customer where the customer came in and said, listen, this Lindemann, I know the product, this Lindemann Chardonnay, I paid $5.99 for it two weeks ago. I just got this coupon in the mail for $4.99. Can you refund me the dollar difference? And the manager said no. He said, if you buy some more, we'll honor that price at this coupon price. And the customer basically said, you know what, you don't have to worry about it because I'm never coming back and left. And I just remember listening to the exchange and knowing my intuition was like, why not? The value of that customer is much greater than this $1. I live in lifetime value. I live in what is this customer worth to me forever, not this moment. I live in who's gonna win the war, not the battle. So my family and I, first came to the United States uh, because of political asylum and uh, we were able to get out in 1978. I was three years old. My dad was in the construction business by trade but unfortunately that market was suffocated here. My dad started working as a stock boy in a liquor store in Clark, New Jersey. Eventually was able to save up enough money to become um, part owner in a small store which actually happens to be here in Springfield, New Jersey. This new building has engulfed the old little store that he first bought in 1983. Um, But going from stock boy to assistant manager to manager to part owner in five years with no language and no money makes me question if my dad shouldn't be sitting in this seat more than I should. We moved to Dover, New Jersey first, and then mainly I grew up in Edison, New Jersey, where I moved when I was five years old. And uh, that's really where my entrepreneur career began. It was that first summer, and everybody kind of wanted to play. I wanted to sell stuff. You know, I was like, where's our lemonade stand? Let's go car wash. Let's have a flea market. Let's make a golf course. You know, I basically started my business career in in that town, but I was always trying to come up with some way to make a buck in those early days. My baseball card career started when I was in fifth grade and my mom took me to US One Flea Market. We went in there and there was a baseball card dealer. I bought cards and he's like, you need a price guide. And it was like three bucks. I was like, no, I want more cards. But he's like, you need a price guide. You have to know what they're worth. And I was like, worth? So I took the price guide, I took the cards home. Opening those packs and then looking at the back at one number and then looking in the catalog and be like, this is worth a dollar? That was it. I went all in. And I went, you know, I went from collecting in the first 24 months to saying to my mom, I want to go do a show and sell it. I mean, I paid attention to baseball cards dramatically more than I paid attention in class. You know, the reason I feel storytelling is the most underrated uh, skill in business is because it doesn't get talked about a whole lot. And I don't think that people realize it's happening when it's happening. And most of all, I don't think that many people are really good at it. So like when I watch a Steve Jobs keynote about a new product, I don't care about the new tech. I don't care about the iPad or the iPhone. I cared about the way he was presenting it. You know, when when I see David Blaine, this is a magician. If you ever pay attention to what he's doing, he's storytelling you the whole way and then it's the big kick. So if you understand what the consumer wants, then you backtrack and you tell the story to get them emotionally there. That's how things sell. That's marketing. There's a very big difference between marketing and sales. 
And so the reason I think that people are missing why things succeed is because of storytelling. And I think it's overlooked. I think people look at the X's and O's and the black and the white, but I think storytelling, when done right, takes a product that should have sold $100 million worth of stuff and it sells a billion dollars worth of stuff. I'm a huge believer that content is king. Believe it all day long. I also am probably the person that most thinks content is a commodity. And because of that, I feel that the reason my show and me then, in essence, was built was not because of the hour or 40 minutes I was putting into hello everybody and this and that. It was the 10 to 15 hours a day from 2006 to 2009 that I spent communicating via email, then later via Twitter and Facebook, earlier in forums and blogs. I responded, every single person, tell me the person that emailed me from 2006 to 2007 and a half that didn't get a response and I can show you a spam filter or something broke. Everybody got responded to and almost everybody, now 99% got responded to by 2010 and it's broken down since then because the math of the emails just beat me ultimately and I knew that there was coming but I still try and I continue to answer emails and tweets. My, my, my Twitter at reply ratio is obnoxiously high in comparison to what I push out. It's my thesis. I believe we're living in a context war, not a content war and the reason I became successful is I touched, I touched my community. I responded to them, you know, I think that matters. But now when I look back, my dad's belief in me was such a big factor because looking around the world, knowing the kind of people that are gonna watch this video, whose dads aren't letting them innovate in their business, who are fighting every day, we fought every day. You know, if you're the father or the mother in this situation, I highly recommend giving freedom. You know, if, if let your kid fail, because if they fail, then first of all, they'll be humbled. I love when my younger apprentices fail. I'm like, see, told you, you stink. You know, like, that's good. What, what a lot of people do are just don't let you have an at-bat. My dad gave me a great at-bat. I wanted to buy the New York Jets and I think it would just be a darn good story. You know, I, I can't really say why or how, but it's something I've been talking about since I was probably in the fourth or fifth grade. It's always felt like my destiny. It's weird, but my mom made me a sweater when I was five years old because everybody outside was playing football when we moved to Edison, New Jersey. And I wanted a Jets jersey like everybody else had because I'd just become a Jets fan. And we didn't have the money or my parents didn't want to spend $25 on a Jets jersey that I was gonna outgrow in two minutes. So my mom spent the next couple of weeks knitting me a sweater for the New York Jets and that really, is gonna be interesting because I firmly believe that my entrepreneurial career ends with me buying the New York Jets. Putting yourself in a position where you need to amass two to three billion dollars worth of wealth to buy something is already ridiculous. On top of which, I need perfect timing. I mean, I need to be able to buy, Woody Johnson and or his heirs need to wanna sell it. I mean, there's a lot of dynamics in play, but I love the climb. You wanna know what drives me? The climb. Hopefully one day when I buy them, I look back at that sweater and say, my God, you know, what? an amazing journey. We went from a place where we couldn't afford a jersey from the team to me actually owning the team. And it drives me that sweater. Hey podcast listeners, uh, big ups. I'm putting on my Gary Vaynerchuk, CEO of 
Vayner media hat right now, not the Gary Vee that all of you love so much, or at least are curious of, or actually are starting to hate. I have no idea how you feel, but I love you. Nonetheless, uh, we're a year into it, uh, not even really, but one of the most exciting things that Vayner media sells, besides the million-dollar scopes for the biggest brands in the world, is this concept of 4Ds. Do I have a URL for this as I'm doing this? Is it, can, can you figure it out while I'm yapping? D-Rock. Anyway, 4Ds, Daily Digital Deep Dive, a consulting product from VaynerMedia that has crushed uh, for us and has had a huge impact. I just came back from Agent 2021. I know this is a post uh, announcement for the podcast, but I'm gonna run this for a while. So that was in January if you're listening in May, uh, but I know it's February right now. Nonetheless, um, uh, a $10,000 immersion day where you come in and you learn from our creative team, our media team, our consulting strategy team, like just a complete get in here, kind of like Disney and Zappos does, have your company pay for a $10,000 consulting strategy day here in New York City. We're also now doing it in London. Details are on VaynerMedia's site, vaynermedia.com slash 40s slash services slash 4Ds. Can you create a Gary V's? Create a Gary V for me. Hold on, everyone. Stick with me here. DRock's going. If not, I'm going to create a Gary V. Great. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, right? VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, the 4Ds, the daily digital deep dive. It is changing small and medium-sized businesses' worlds. Go on the website to get the dates or go to Gary Vaynerchuk's website, GaryVaynerchuk.com, and go to events and see it there. I'm in there for an hour doing kind of my one-on-one Q&A, personal fix your business, grow your business, expand your business session. It has exploded. I am now completely confident in this product. At first, I was like, oh, 10,000, can we make it worth it? Here the ridiculous stories of I came to your 40s and was doing 280,000, now we're doing 2.2 million. To be very frank, I'm thinking about raising the price. I wanna make sure the podcast world knows about it. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS or GaryVaynerchuk.com, hit the events tab. Come and check out the 4Ds. I'd love to see you in New York or London. Go see the dates, sign up. This will change your business. See ya.